0: Hey, thank you for tuning in for another episode of Get Off My Lani Geeks Podcast. In this episode, it is the 2013 end of the year wrap-up where we explain the best tabletop games, in our opinion, in our opinion, the best movies, the best video games, indie, AAA, uh, overall personal experience. We explain that to you in this podcast and what we thought was great and how this year has changed us to who we are today. And obviously the same thing to you but first of all i wanted to say happy new years everybody it's 2014 now how crazy is that 2014 remember 14 years ago when they thought the internet was going to explode because it's y2k look at it now we're doing better than ever and people are still complaining on the internet so there you go and in this episode it's gonna be me uh you can follow me on genovia87 brandon nerds beware on Twitter and Amanda at Star Princess 1988 on Instagram. So I hope you enjoy this episode it's a, it's a lot of fun. And also I got a shout out out there to Video Game ER. It's a new podcast that's going to be happening on Genobi Productions that is not hosted by me, Brandon or Amanda. It's actually posted by Raul. You can follow him at Platinum Spartan on Twitter and his assistant uh, Chris the Walrus is his nickname. Uh, give you know their latest news on on video games and and events and what they think they could do to alter some certain things uh, make it better and everything like that so it's actually a lot to do with video games specifically so if you like to hear only about video game news video game updates uh, the lame parts of video games cool parts of video games video game er with platinum spartan is the podcast for you and i hope you guys enjoy it That would be out momentarily, I would believe on Wednesday it should be out and ready to go with the the website and everything like that on Janoby Productions, under the thing website, under the podcast icon. And also, funny thing, right out now is the the Arcade Culture podcast with Richie Knuckles, which is a, a great podcast. It was a great show to be a part of. He introduced us to a lot of people. He called so many people record holders and classic arcade video gamers and check out his trailer The King of Arcades that's also posted on Genover Productions that it's also posted on his website or on YouTube The King of Arcades the official trailer is out right now you can check it out on Genover Productions or wherever else you find it if you google it on uh, the YouTube's so and also a funny little update about our website we are going through a few little changes we will be posting more videos on the home page itself um, the podcast updates and blog updates would stay the same but check it out there's still cool other things that are on there so i hope you enjoy and thank you very much thank you for everybody for having such a wonderful 2013 podcast i know we started in the later end but it was just so much fun and i just want to thank everybody who participated in it who was in uh, lawn party interviews Definitely Amanda, Brandon, and Raul, and you know, everybody who was a part of it. its just It's been a lot of fun, and I just can't wait to continue doing this because honestly, I really enjoy sitting down with people and talking about what they're really excited about, what they geek out about, and it's just so much fun to do all this stuff. So thank you very much, and everybody, enjoy your day. Enjoy 2014. It's going to be a great year for movies, games, tabletop, personally i hope it's going to be a great year for you so thank you very much geek on. you can find us at get off my Learning geeks podcast on facebook on twitter on google leave us a message uh say if you like this podcast or not if you don't like it then too bad we're still going to continue doing it so thank you very much and geek on
1: left about noon, I like came downstairs into the basement and basically curled up in a ball and passed out until about 7 o'clock at night and then went to bed at like 11 o'clock again just because I felt like garbage the entire day. So I basically just slept through like 70%
0: of yesterday. Nice. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, the funny part about New Year's Eve is that my family usually goes pretty hard on uh, New Year's Eve so they have like the shots and everything like that. And I'm like, "No, I walk in first of all and they're just like they couldn't believe it was me." For, and then they walked in and kind of made fun of me for having tea with me cause I so I walked in with tea. It's just like, "Why do you have tea? That should be should be a beer." Hmm. And uh, all they had was a bunch of Corona and Heineken's and I and I brought in a four-pack of 90 minute. Nice. And they made fun of me for that, too. <laughs> they're like, what is that? What kind of beer are you bringing into this party? Oh,
2: man. Ah, uh, yeah, so... They're, like, really good guys. It's like,
0: this is delicious. <laughs> oh, and they're just like, Corona and Heineken are delicious, too. Uh, yeah, I understand, but no. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: so then I, I left, and I went to Christian's house, and like I said, I had two River Horse Triple Horses, and I, I don't, and, and I had no need to... I just was really enjoying the beer I was drinking kind of thing. yeah I, And my New Year's was... I don't know. It's been different. I had a really good one, and the start of 2014 has already been amazing. I know it's only, only been two days, but there's just so many things to look forward to, and I feel like 2013 was, was a pretty rough year for a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Unlucky thirteen. Yeah, I never I didn't even put that together until someone said that uh New Year's Eve. They're just like, Oh man, two thousand thirteen, the unlucky number. And I'm like, I had no idea. I totally forgot about that thirteen was supposed to be an unlucky number, but it was really bad for me. So I'm kinda I'm really happy that it's over and and hopefully two thousand fourteen if it keeps going the way it's going, it's gonna be an amazing year.
1: I always like Thanks. even numbered years anyways. Odd number years are weird.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I think... Tw- I, I like 15 for some reason. I like... 15 like, is good, because it's that
1: middle in between... Like, the fives? Yeah, the fives are a good handles. Yeah, like, because it's, it's a good, like, break in between. It's like a middle point. <laughs> and then I just like... Like, odd numbers just always seem weird. Like, 2011. Like, 2012 seemed so much better. Maybe just because, like, the even number years I had better even number years. Like, 2012 was, like, I got married, I turned 30, I ended up getting, like, a promotion at work, I ended up buying a house. So, like, 2012 was just, like, an all-around solid year. And, like, now 2014, like, Steph just got a new job, which she starts on Monday.
0: Congratulations, man, that's awesome.
1: uh, She's working at Mars, the candy company, actually. What? Super cool, yeah. So, like, that's such a, like, that's a really good big step up for us, and then I'm working towards, you know, going back into doing website design, and, like, hopefully I'll get a new job as well. And we've sort of gotten over that, like, first-year home ownership hump where, like, everything that's broken has pretty much broken. We fixed it, and now it's just sort of, like, we can do aesthetic stuff. So it was just, like, 2013 was just that weird year. So with 2011, and 2012 was good, and I see 14 being pretty awesome as well.
0: Yeah. In a nutshell, 2013 was... I got into a really bad car accident at the end of 2012, so it started off 2013 pretty... Pretty badly. Um, I had I went through a lot of personal stuff in two thousand thirteen. I had a it was like a self discovery year, yeah. kind of thing. And I know in this podcast we're getting very personal, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's just how it is. We will get to the geeky stuff soon. But in like you have to reflect on on your past, not yeah. just not just entertainment wise, but life wise. And two thousand thirteen was really uh, find yourself. I kind of like hit rock bottom and trying to pick myself up. So. That was 2013. It was rough, and then at the end of it, uh, I got dumped by my girlfriend, and I moved back to New Jersey. But the end of 2013, it was great. I'm just happy it's over, and and now I get to move on and explore new ventures and do all these other things. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It ended with us starting the
1: podcast.
0: It ended with us starting the podcast. Yeah, we started this in mm-hmm. October, and honestly, this was, this is very therapeutic. So again, I I thank everybody who's listening, and I and I thank, I definitely thank you guys for coming along on this weird journey. Absolutely. <laughs> because yeah. it's, it's really cool. It's fun. It's, it's good to talk about all sorts of things. Yeah. Just Amanda, I, in a reflection, how was your 2013 and going into 2014?
2: I have no complaints for 2013.
0: <laughs> get <be> out!
2: <laughs> I know. I, but, I mean, I feel like I, that's every year for me. I have a very good life. I have very good friends. I have a wonderful family, so I have nothing to complain about any year if we're being honest. But yeah, this year I got a new car, which my old one was really on its last leg, so I'm glad I found what I did. I moved into a new apartment, which is really great. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean and I started this podcast. You're being introduced to a whole different side of the geeky world. (laughs) You know what it's 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 just fun to learn... You know, it makes you... I find that this podcast makes me go out of my way to try new things. Like... Yeah. You know, I haven't watched that. Or, oh, maybe make... Let me look into these things more and... You, I'm finding more fun stuff because of this podcast. So yeah, if this... no one's listening, that's fine. I'm getting enough out of it. Yeah, <laughs> so we're so getting doing it.
0: <laughs> self self exploration to the max yeah. in this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a, it's just a lot of fun to sit down with other people and and really have a a solid conversation conversation about things we we love and, and enjoy and and try out new things because I would have never you know been you know, I've never would have done tabletop or or go back to Magic the Gathering if it wasn't for Brandon's game nights, if it wasn't for him telling me about all these cool things. And a little bit was also my ex-girlfriend's brother was really into it, so that's how we got into it. And Amanda always tells me about books I should be reading, but it takes me five years to read them.
1: (laughs) Well, and I rely on you guys now to catch me up on, like, movies, because I just haven't been to the theater in forever, so it's good that, like, you guys are out there at least seeing movies and catching stuff, and TV shows that I haven't checked out yet and everything, too. So, yeah, it's full circle. Like, we all help each other out, and that's what we sort of set out to do with this podcast, was to get, it's funny, because we set out for other people to sort of experience this stuff, and we ended up probably benefiting the most from it.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> the three of us, you know, even though this was <laughs> oh, for
1: yeah. other people, it, you know, we still, uh, you know, we got a lot out of it, too.
0: And then even that, it's just, again, with the whole, uh, the side podcast, the long party interviews, we we get to know all these other people. and what they're interested in and see what they're fascinated about and really ask those questions about why they love what they love i think that's also something amazing to to be with other people and see what they're passionate about is it's just fulfilling almost because
1: i think it is absolutely awesome that you've been able to grab as many people as you have and do as many yeah. interviews as you've been able to do that that's just it's awesome like that you've been able to just snag all these different areas of stuff and, and just have people come on and talk like it's it's awesome
0: yeah it's not it's not over you, We still have a few more to go and absolutely we have uh, like I said we have a dating the dating advice girl is going to be on next week uh, that should be a lot of fun is she's going to talk about nerd dating so I'm really <laughs> really excited and I'm, <laughs> I'm curious as to what what she'll say about nerd and geeks who have trouble dating and finding love and convention so I'm pretty excited about that <laughs> But yes, this is uh, the recap for 2013 Get Off Maloney Geeks podcast. We went a little personal in the beginning of this segment, <laughs> so if, if you miss it, you could check this out later on iTunes, uh, probably on Sunday, it'll be posted. But this is the recap of 2013, guys. There were a lot of just... The geek universe and the nerd universe is exploding and becoming extremely mainstream, so we're getting thrown at so many things.
1: For as many like personal ups and downs that we all had, there was a lot of really positive stuff in, like, the geek community still, which was awesome. Like, there's just a lot of other good stuff going on outside of, you know, personalizing. And and all that good stuff is sort of, you know, what helped everybody get through the year, in a sense, I guess.
0: Oh, yeah. If it wasn't, you know, if it wasn't for Star Trek, Next Generation, if it wasn't for Deep Space Nine, if it wasn't for Doctor Who, if it wasn't for King of Tokyo, uh, Boss Monster... You know, um Castle Panic, all these board games, Magic the Gathering, I probably would be a very depressed person. And unfortunately <laughs> it's all it's all entertainment, so it, it all takes you out of your own problems and reality. And I and I know that it could kinda seem like a drug, but with control uh, <laughs>
2: Yes, yeah, form with, of escapism.
0: Yes, but with with control, you could make it into positives and, and really get to know other people and stuff like that. I don't want them to say like board gaming is my drug, <laughs> <laughs> but it is pretty cool. I really do enjoy uh, all that good stuff. Yeah, but to best so uh, to talk about board gaming, uh, what would some of the board games that everybody was really into, in like, we're not, so these board games were not going over the top board games of 2013, but all this is what we personally enjoyed and what we got introduced to in 2013.
1: So I'd have to say, for me, uh, probably the, if I were to, like, tag off three games this year that I played that really had, like, a big impact on me. Um, first of all was probably Avalon had the biggest one um, the resistance avalon uh, I don't there was something about that game that just I found extremely fun uh, somebody had brought it over just to hang out and we played once or twice and I was hooked instantly and there's just something about that game of deception and trying to figure out who's who and who's good and who's bad and just how heated it can get but At all times, you know you're just playing a game with your friends, and you can scream at each other and be mad at each other, but it'll still always be fun in the end. So, uh, Avalon had a was a big one for me. Like I I super enjoyed it. Like it was, I basically played it, and then went and bought my copy the next day. Like it was an instant buy for me. It was fantastic.
0: Um, and that's definitely a game you play at at board game nights, which are going to be starting up again soon, correct? Yep. Uh, when is is the First and
1: third Thursday of the month, but probably, obviously, it would have been today, obviously, <laughs> but, uh, so I'd probably, I'm going to email her, again, the the Community Relations Manager at, at Barnes & Noble and figure out when she wants to start it up, or when is good for her, for us to start coming back in. Uh, I definitely think probably the third Thursday of this month, we'll probably get something going, because i um, I got a whole bunch of games, a whole bunch of new games that I really want to bring for everybody to play. Uh, Seven Wonders I just got, which is like a game that's been around forever and everybody loves it, um, but it's not meant for like a two-person play. Like You should really have a good number of people to play. Um, I wanted to show you guys uh, some Dungeons & Dragons stuff at some point, um, but as a good lead into that, there's a game that I also got called Pathfinder, which is like basically D&D light, but it's also a card game. You sort of have a hero and you build a deck of cards and that's what you use and you go on adventures and everything, but it's cool because it's sort of like D&D where you actually have a group of people who you play with. So like if we go to game night and we play, everybody will have a character and that will be their character throughout the entire campaign. So it's something that like I'd love to bring like to game night for all of us to play, even if we only do like one small adventure and then we jump, uh, you know, go play a bunch of other games, but that, yeah, definitely, that definitely
0: seems like a cool game, and especially the ones kind of, like, our D&D-related, almost-esque, is a, very fun to use your imagination, and it, it's okay if you don't really have a great imagination, because I know a lot of people don't, but this really helps you, and, and people around you will definitely help you. Yeah. It's just, it seems like a lot of fun.
1: So, yeah, I'm looking forward to game night starting up again. Like I said, I got a lot of stuff that I want to bring to the table for everybody to play now, um... One of them, of course. I mean, like we've all, I've all, pl- I've played it with everybody separate, but not as a whole group with our game night group. But King of Tokyo was another game that I got this year that has probably become one of my favorite all-time games. Like, oh, it is just, so good. There's just something so simple about it. You're just rolling dice, but it's so much fun. And for a game that seems so simple, like we've had it get pretty heated, and we've had it get like really close. Where we were playing a couple weekends ago. And it was awesome because uh, our one friend George was about to win, but his girlfriend Janine had a card that lets her re-roll one of his dice. So he would have won the game. She re-rolled one of his dice. It takes the win away from him. It goes to her. She doesn't realize that I'm on Tokyo, and I've been holding Tokyo for a full round, which means at the start of my turn, I'll get two points for keeping it. I'm at 18 points. Janine takes her turn doesn't win it goes to me I automatically win so it was just sort oh, of like it was nice. so funny because George has only ever like won a game of Risk when we played board games with him like he always ends up losing <laughs> and he was so close to that win and I was going to give it to him and then I saw that Janine could re-roll it and then it's, I saw I was just like ooh if I can edge past Janine's turn I'll be able to win so because the, yeah. the first game we played Steph basically just beat the crap out of everybody and killed us all and won and then the second game, she got eliminated first. So George was, like, out for blood against her. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, this, this game actually gets really intense. And I actually played it over the holidays multiple times. With I had a friend visit me from L.A., and her sister came by, too. And we were playing King of Tokyo. And she, I don't think I've ever seen anybody get so intense about a <laughs> board game. Like, it was stressing her out. Like the moves she needed to plan, the role she needed to get, and, and and I at one point I proved to her because she didn't believe that you could win by points. Oh yeah. She so she she believed that you just have to kill the person and that's the strategy. I made it my personal mission for the entire night to win by points, and I won. <laughs> I won two times by points alone. Nice. I did no punches nice. whatsoever. So and it was pretty funny because there was there's something on on Get Off My Lawn Geeks uh, Facebook page from BuzzFeed actually. It's a link to BuzzFeed and it says these are signs that you're a board game monster. <laughs> like you have certain you know how certain people just you can't you know like you can't lose. Yeah. Um, people people need to tell you before the game to take it easy. <laughs> it's like you laugh at people who think board games are fun. <laughs> it's like if it's a game played in teams you quickly size up everyone and get the people who will best help you win. <laughs> And then yeah. you quickly and you quickly forget that they're on your team and start to alienate them as well. <laughs> like oh, it's just gosh. all these like seventeen facts that is, are pretty funny because I've definitely played with people like that.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hope, man. Uh, I'm trying to think of
0: a. But I'm glad I'm glad we don't have that at board game night. Actually. No, it's actually
1: like... really like even when we play Avalon, like it's it's really lighthearted. Like I've played Avalon where it's got like pretty heated, and, you know, we've had yelling matches at each other, and it's been, like, friends kind of at each other's throats for a couple minutes, but it's, you know, whenever we play a game night, it's super light, and it's always fun, and we're always laughing and just having a great time with it. It's like,
0: I swear, man, I'll cut you! I'll cut yeah. <laughs> you! <laughs> but, it, yeah, it, it could get pretty intense. Uh, Amanda, then, what was that?
1: No, that was, yeah, it's, that game is great. Like I said, Avalon opened up a door to games that I never thought... Because I'm not a big poker fan. I don't have a good poker face. At least I don't think I do. I'm just not good at, like, lying and bluffing. But something about Avalon I really like. And, and I have no problems lying and being a jerk in that game. And I, I love it.
0: It's just such a good game to play. Amanda, did you explore or find any new board games in 2013? That you enjoyed?
2: I enjoyed Boss Monster with you. Yes. That got a little heated at some points. But... That did
0: get really heated. Well, <laughs> I, I, I kind of blame way. it. Yeah. <laughs> kind of hope that we were both drinking alcohol and, <laughs> and it got pretty no, intense.
2: It, it only made it more fun. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then we just played a game. It's not a board game, but I just played with them at my family's Christmas party called what's yours like
1: oh yeah that game's awesome
2: yeah we just played that and i mean it was me my 13 year old cousin my 80 year old grandma basically it's the cards just have a word on them like front door pizza and or favorite pizza or car and just bathing suit random things And everyone in the group sees it except for the person who is trying to guess what that word is. And so everyone gives clues by describing what's yours like. So what theirs is like. So if you said front door, I'm like, well, mine is green. Mine has a scratch in it. You know, just like random clues that, well, if you do enough of them, you can put it all together and realize, oh, they're talking about a front door. But it it was a lot of fun. That's for sure. (laughs)
1: And if you play with a bunch of perverted people, the answers can be pretty funny and throw people <laughs> off really badly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. yeah. Sometimes you'd be like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. We yeah. Oh, my grandma was cracking me up.
1: <laughs> it's a good game. It's actually a really, like, it for not being, weird. like, a strategy, for being, like, I don't even know what you would call those type of games. Just family game, family party games, I guess. Um... That, there's a game called Things that we yes, played a so we bunch of time, that. which is Things is Great, and then there's a game called Pit, uh, which is an old-ass game, um, which we played at New Year's, and it was awesome, because we were screaming at each other so loud. Um, <laughs> not those in a bad way, not in a those bad are way.
0: This my favorite type of game, oh, like, yeah. like where pe- people get ways, like in a friendly way, they get so into it that they can't help... Um, but like get off the couch slightly. Yeah. So they're doing like this yeah. weird, this weird squat position. They like they don't they're not really up, but not really sitting. <laughs> so that's usually fun. But so, I I've, I've never played any of these games. Uh,
1: I can explain pit real quick because it's simple. It's basically an open market type of game. So you have a hand of cards, and you're trying to get all the same cards. But the cards have like corn, wheat, uh. I'm trying to think, like, berries or something like that. They're all, like, livestock or whatever it is, like what you would see on a farm. And you're basically trying to get a full set of those. And what happens is everybody gets their hand, they sort them out, and then somebody rings a bell, and then at that point you just start shouting out three, 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 if you want to trade three cards. If you want to trade one card, you yell one. If you want to trade five cards, you yell five. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to anonymously trade cards with everybody just by shouting out what you need. And it's just a mad grab of, like... Four people at once going three, 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 three. And if you traded with the same person and like you keep trading back and forth the same three corn that neither one of you need, you're just gonna be like, No, screw you, I'm not trading with you anymore, because you keep giving me the damn corn. <laughs> <laughs> and it happens every time we play. It's just we'll start like I'll be trading with one person and I'll first go like two and they'll send me two and I don't need the two cards they sent me. So I'll say two again and somebody else will give me two. But then I'll say like one and I'll trade that one card with somebody and it'll be the same type of card, like it'll be a corn, and I don't need a corn. And eventually you just have to be like, no, I'm done with you. Like, somebody else give me cards. (laughs) So it's fun because you're just yelling, like, out numbers at each other, just shouting as loud as you can with the hands going everywhere, trading cards, and it's a ton of fun.
0: Wow, so that's definitely one of those games where you need, like, maybe at least five people to play with? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. There's There's a cool
1: silent auction mode to it where all you do is you hold up the number of fingers... And that's it. Like, you don't actually say anything. You just hold up the number of fingers of how many cards you want to trade. And I was like, I kind of want to try it, but that seems real boring compared to what the normal one is, where everybody's just yelling at the top of their lungs. So. But yeah, there's other good games out there, other than just, you know, strategy games and the hardcore tabletop stuff. Like, there are still a ton of good just party games out there.
0: Oh, yeah. There's... Some people are just making them up as you go. Some of them are making like, fusions. Like, they... I don't know what the real name of it is called. I just called it fishbowl, where it's you play charades uh, tab. It's it's a mix between charade, taboo, and then like one word answers and then just noises. So you're trying like, <laughs> and so so you put a bunch of pieces of paper of like words and stuff inside. And for the first round you have to do charades. So then you do the whole charade, and then the next round uh, you do just by saying one word. But it's all the same words. So then, and then the third and final round is you have to just say you just have to make a noise. You can't even say a <laughs> word or anything. So it's the same words repeated over and over again, and that gives, that gets pretty intense because you're like, because you know when you can't say the word, you yeah. just you just give him like a death look. Like how do you not know what I'm saying right now? <laughs> you give him like the the crazy uh, over reaction face. What was that girl? What was that girl who does the crazy face? She's like the girlfriend or whatever, the over-attached girlfriend. The over-attached oh, yeah. girlfriend. Yeah, you give them that face <laughs> because you don't. How do they not know that you're going through all this stuff? <laughs> but this is really cool. There's there's a lot of games that I'm really looking forward to to buying and, and really exploring new things. Like Castle Panic is a great game because you're not trying to beat each other. You're trying to play as a team, which I, I think is fantastic. So like these. These orgs, uh, they start in the outer rim of the circle, and there's like five layers, I believe, and then they just go down, and you have to defend them off, so you trade cards within your own players and all that good stuff. Have you ever, have you guys ever played that? Castle oh, kinda? yeah. Yeah, it's, no. George got me that game
1: years ago, and I kind of brushed it off the first time I saw it because the art looked kind of kiddy, and it seemed like... Oh, yeah. It just looked like... It, I looked at it, and I said, yeah, I'll, I'll get to this at some point, and then during the hurricane... Uh, I guess two years ago or a year ago, whenever it was, when we had no power, uh, Steph and I broke it out for the first time, and I was hooked instantly. Like, that became... That's another one of my, like... It, it's basically, if, if people know what a tower defense video game is, it's a board game version of tower defense, where uh, every turn, a wave of, of enemies will sort of advance towards the center, and you've got to play cards to sort of like, defeat the enemies and everything, so it's, it's awesome, and... Uh, they're actually making a new one, which I'm really looking forward to, called Dead Panic, which normally, like I've said, I'm pretty over the whole zombie craze, but the fact that this is like a quote-unquote spiritual successor to Castle Panic, but with zombies and like crazier mechanics, I'm super excited for this game. <laughs>
0: Oh wait! So this is like an uh, like an upgraded version almost so with yeah. more more things. That sounds uh, awesome.
1: Yeah, it's just it's called Dead Panic. Like I think players can end up becoming zombies if they get attacked or something. Like it seems like it's gonna be really insane, and it seems like it's going to be just as hard as Castle Panic,
0: because oh, Castle Panic is a brutally hard game. Hard, really hard. Like you, it's rare to win. Because I remember the first two times I played it, we won, and then my friend was like, "Listen." This never happens. This is, you don't win. You don't win two games in a row, ever. So and it, it's it's
1: funny because so what happens is is the way a normal uh, round plays, like John says, is everybody will play cards, try and defeat monsters that are on the board, and then what somebody will do is whoever's turn it is, they'll draw two new monsters from this this bag that has all these monster tokens in it. But the crazier part is that sometimes there's boss monsters which have a different effect. There's these tokens that basically say, draw three more monsters. So we've had games where we will draw the first monster token out of the bag, and it'll say, draw three more monsters. So we have to resolve that. So we will draw one monster. Okay, it's a normal monster. It goes out. We'll draw the next one. It's a boss monster. But that boss monster also spawns two other monsters onto the board. So then you got to put those two monsters on. And then you pull the third one. You're done with that. Then you go okay. Well, now I have to pull my second monster because that was all part of the first monster phase. And you might pull like another boss monster. You might pull another. Draw two more monsters. It just it gets crazy. Where like you'll just load your board up and you'll just get overwhelmed in like two rounds instantly. Like and there's nothing you can do about it. So it's it's crazy. I love that game. I'm so excited for Dead Panic now.
0: That's gonna be amazing. Yeah. See, there's there's just so many. So in the board game universe, you know, you know, you find anything on Kickstarter, everyone's trying to make something unique and, and new and refreshing, so it's not, I don't like it when people automatically assume when I say board games that we're playing shoots and ladders. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's evolved since then, so it's, I went over a few friends' house yesterday, and I was like, oh, I brought over some board games so we could play, and they kind of just gave me a funny look. <laughs> And then I, I showed him King of Tokyo, I've shown him Boss Monster, and I'm like, Man, these games look really awesome. And I'm like, Yeah, board games are definitely not the same. And they and I didn't know until you start looking deeper until that there's like a whole crazy world to these board games and stuff like that. So don't don't judge a book, don't judge a box by its cover, kinda exactly. thing.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So true.
0: And it's just it's it's really cool and definitely board games are a big part of what's gonna happen in two thousand fourteen and I feel like through board games you meet more interesting people as well because it's like it's a face to face thing, it's not mm-hmm. online play and all that stuff. It should be a lot of fun.
1: It's it's good interaction with people.
0: Good interaction with people. But said moving aside from board games, there's also a lot of movies that came out in twenty thirteen that were some were awesome, some were eh, and some of them were just terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna start off with a with a positive note and and say movies of 2013. I you know I really enjoyed Into the Dark, Into the Darkness.
2: Mm-hmm. I liked I, I it. I didn't end up
1: seeing it.
0: Yeah, I I enjoyed it. Like I really enjoyed like the it's a popcorn movie, so it's not it's yeah. not deep or anything like that. So I enjoyed that. Uh. And I enjoyed This is the End. Yes. Yep. I, I loved Pacific Rim.
2: Yep. Pacific Rim,
0: <laughs> fantastic. You yeah. want to have like a dumb popcorn
1: movie, Pacific Rim. As, I love that movie, but that's all it was. It was just a popcorn action flick, and that's all I wanted it to be, and it was perfect yep. that way.
0: Oh, yeah, that's all we wanted. We wanted just big monsters fighting big robots.
1: I wanted Michael Bay movies without Michael Bay it's <laughs> that's, that's, like, what Pacific Rim was for me. like
0: Exactly. With an interesting art- artistic point of view, yeah. because these these uh, kaiju were just so detailed. And then you have... It was, like, G-Gundam without being G-Gundam kind of yep. thing, which um. I love that anime, and I loved anything with big robots. Like, Power Rangers was definitely... Voltron. it's, cool. like, a first first stage to potentially these other cool things being a live-action movie. And I understand that Power Rangers was a live-action movie, but come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's back in the day. But I really enjoyed The Wolverine. I actually really enjoyed that movie. I thought it was... A lot of people didn't like it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. We had The Great Gatsby, which I thought it was okay.
1: I See, like I told you, like I was saying earlier, I saw nothing, so I'm relying on you guys now, so... I wanted to see that, didn't get to. I, I I don't mind Baz Luhrmann, and I I really like the cast, so I definitely wanted to check it
0: out. It's good. It's not as good as the yeah. original. It's not bad. So I actually I really enjoyed it, Ooh. but then we had some some real poopers. Didn't. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this summer we had more bad movies than good movies.
1: Yeah. I, it's a growing trend that.
0: Movies have been, I,
1: yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't see that many, and the one, like I said, like I went out of my way to avoid a lot of the movies that I didn't think were going to be good, and only saw like four movies this year. Um, but yeah, what I
0: fill me in what was bad. Uh, Amanda, what were some of the movies that you saw that were just like garbage? Um,
2: I w- I didn't see this in the theater. Um, Identity Thief was on. HBO, and I watched about the first 20 minutes, and yeah.
1: The, that's the one with Melissa McCarthy and what's his name, and Jason right?
2: Bateman. Jason Bateman, yeah. okay. That was yeah. like a couple weeks ago, I turned that on. And yeah. I was like, oh no. That one, I turned off. The Heat, I just tried to watch and only made it about halfway through that one and turned it off. The heat oh no!
0: Really I heard The Heat was good. I feel like The Heat is... The
2: Heat was very predictable.
1: Oh, Which my it just parents wasn't and, like, exciting to me, I
2: just, yeah, my I parents
1: interest. and my aunt and uncle loved it. It seemed like it might be like an age thing. I don't know, Melissa McCarthy <laughs> yeah. and sandra Bullock <laughs> there <laughs> were f-
2: there were funny pieces like, oh huh, how she moved that thing right there. That was funny, but overall, this story and the jokes were just very fell very flat for me,
0: mm. Yeah, I saw Identity Thief. I did not see the heat. Identity Thief was like, it was a background noise. It wasn't really something I was paying attention to, so mm-hmm. it just cause like, eh, I didn't really care too much about it. I didn't see heat. I kind of want to. I probably still, because I really like Sandra Bullock. Like, I really do. I liked her. I'll watch anything okay. that she's in. I didn't see Gravity. Did anyone see, see Gravity? Gravity? No, and I really want to. That's one of the movies that I'm disappointed I did not see.
1: Yeah, in theaters. Like, I definitely want to catch it when it hits home markets, but, like, that seemed like something that I really wanted to see in theaters because of just the scope of it apparently was insane, so.
0: Yeah, it's one of those movies I was really bummed about that I didn't get a chance to see that looked, you know, well-made. And, again, Sandra Bullock. I definitely have to see that movie. But did anyone watch Man of Steel? No. Yeah. Ugh. What <laughs> so I say about that one?
1: I heard that was a general consensus about that too.
2: Everything but Michael Shannon. He was amazing.
0: He was good. I liked him. I uh, like him
2: in everything. So.
0: Him as I, we but... well, we saw a movie called Iceman, we're starring him in it.
2: Oh Remember yeah. That? Yeah. Which is See, which is great. now
0: on Netflix. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is it? Oh well, whatever.
0: Yeah, but it's yeah. It he was, was so... the
2: best part of that for me. But everything else, yeah, I could take it or leave it.
0: Yeah, it was kind of like uh, I'm like Jack Snyder. I'm like, come on, man, <laughs> just, just, just stop. <laughs> it was, it was good. I liked the overall universe and, and the feel. And I understand it was like a darker tone of, of an iconic character. But you know, the main actor who played Superman just didn't seem like there was a lot of life in him. Like I just didn't. Yeah,
2: he seemed very. Yeah, exactly.
0: He seemed dull. <laughs>
2: Yeah, he. I mean, he looked the part, but... He was super guy. jacked. Yeah. yeah, he looks exactly what Superman would look like, but... <laughs> he just kinda, yeah, he's just kind of, yeah, it's just very flat.
0: So we're going to revert back. Oh.
2: Sorry, and I didn't get the chemistry between him and Amy Adams at all. Like, it felt it, very awkward <laughs> with the, their the like, internet love my, scenes together.
0: The internet might explode, but I don't think she's a great actress. I don't... I'm just not a firm yeah. believer.
2: I
1: think it. I think she can be good, but I sometimes get like a good, like a generic feel from her. Like she just sort of feels like she's the same in almost everything she does. But I don't think she's. I don't think she's bad. I think certain roles are good for her, but other ones, like you know, I mean, American Hustle just came out, which she's in, as well as like Christian Bale. And I just look at Christian Bale, and it's basically like. That dude is pretty good in almost everything he's in. He's just a really good actor no matter what role he's asked to play, and I just I don't always get that from her. Like, I think she's good mm-hmm. in certain roles, um, but not in all of them.
0: Oh, yeah, Christian Bale. Like I said earlier, I saw another movie called Defiance, which was definitely underappreciated and definitely undermarketed because it's one of those slow, gritty movies. Yeah. Um, but that was absolutely amazing with Casey Affleck. So if, anyone, if you guys get a chance... See Defiance, uh, it could be me, it could be just because I kind of like that kind of movie. But it was, it was nice to see Forrest Whitaker uh, be in something deep again. Yeah. So it was, it was just a lot of fun in that movie. But another movie that I was extremely disappointed in, because I did not like the second one, the Iron Man 3 movie.
1: Oh, see, I liked Iron Man 3. I thought it was considerably better than 2. But I'm also a big fan of What's-His-Name, the director.
2: John Favreau.
1: Uh, Shane Black did this one, yeah. Shane Black did three. Um, Shane Black was also the guy who wrote the first Lethal Weapon movie. Uh, He did Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang with Robert Downey Jr. as well, which I believe he wrote and directed that one as well. He's only directed, like, three things. Uh, Iron Man... Three and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang were the only two big things, but he's written a lot of movies. Lethal Weapon 1, Lethal Weapon 2, Last Boy Scout, uh, Last Action Hero, Long Kiss Goodnight.
0: Oh, Last Action Hero was great. It yeah. was a great movie. But no, it's just I'm not saying the entire movie was bad. I'm not saying the direction... I thought it could
1: have been a better ending to that story, but oh, I, don't, that, I don't think it was bad.
0: It hit me so hard. The whole... There's going to be spoilers but the whole him not being who he was kind of thing, like the Mandarin.
1: (laughs) Oh, I thought that was awesome, because you know what? What happened with that is I don't think they could have done the actual Mandarin justice. I think people would have bitched and complained if they tried to do it and it came out garbage. Like, look at Venom (laughs) in Spider-Man 3. They weren't able to do that character justice, and look at how how many people raged about how bad that was. So I'm glad they took that and did this, this cool little spin with it and, and sort of like threw off your perception and did something different with it because I don't think they could have done actual justice to that character because that character is such a big part of the Iron Man universe that instead of trying to go all out, they wouldn't have been able to do it in like one film, I don't think. And I just kind of like what they did with it. They flipped it on its head and they threw a, you know changed the expectations of, of that character. So I really enjoyed that. Like
0: I thought that was I thought that was good. It made me laugh. Yeah, yeah, I, that was uh, for me personally. I was, I was loving the entire thing until I saw that part. And there were a few, few other things for everyone who wants to see the fun, like a funny trailer of a, a Screen Junkies does honest trailers, and they did an Iron this Man three, and they did an Iron Man three one, which kind of expressed everything I disliked about the movie, but it turned around and made it into a really funny. Uh, segment trailer. So, and I'm really looking forward to obviously Avengers two in in the future. Uh, Age of Ultron. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I'm not over Marvel movies just yet. Uh, because Thor was great in my opinion. I,
2: didn't I, re- see it. Yeah, I
0: really, I really love Thor.
1: I found the first one kind of dull. Like, as compared to the other movies. Like a lot of other people said, Thor ended up being a big thing. To set up the Avengers, like that's what it felt like. It felt like it, it was more heavy-handed into the Avengers stuff um, and Shield and all that. But I didn't. I just found the first one kind of lackluster. I didn't think it was bad at all. Uh, I just felt compared to like Captain America and the first Iron Man movie, it was just sort of like not a lot really happened.
0: Well, the thing, the thing with these all these Phase One movies uh, that was after Iron Man One, so Iron Man Two, Thor, Captain America. All that was just part of a segue into a bigger movie with the Avengers. And now I feel like in Phase 2, it's uh it's going to be more detailed towards them. So our, uh, Thor 2 was, was great. Captain America 2, Winter Soldier looks absolutely amazing. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah, it looks fantastic. Yeah.
0: So I'm really, really excited about that movie. I did not like the first Captain America because I don't like the guy who directed the movie and what's in it. That turned out
1: to be my favorite Marvel movie of them all. Like,
2: yeah, I loved Captain America. It
0: blew me away because,
1: <laughs> yeah, because that dude directed Jurassic Park 3, which was absolute garbage. But he also did The Rocketeer, and The Rocketeer is one of the most badass movies ever.
0: So. And that's what this is thing. I don't <laughs> like. I didn't like that movie either. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I just, I just don't like the visuals of of that movie and and how it was like that.
1: I, I think even... I expected <sighs> Captain America to be so bad because he was directing it that it surprised the hell out of me that it ended up being as good as it was because I was really expecting something to just be absolute trash. And I think my expectations were set so low for it that I walked out of there really amazed about how good it was. Um, I sort of felt the same way about the G.I. Joe movie, the first one at least. Like I thought G.I. Joe was going to be one of the dumbest things I've ever seen, like worse than the Transformer movies. And that first G.I. Joe movie is actually a lot of fun.
0: I, I'm take it or leave it. It's definitely one of those popcorn movies.
1: Yeah, no, it's got, got no here, substance you know. to it or anything like that. It's just dumb stuff. I mean, but again, like I say about the Transformer movies, like what do you expect about a cartoon made into a live action movie where people have you know nicknames like shipwreck and you know mouse and all these other dumb <laughs> names like that? So I'm not expecting a lot. Like it was, it was just fun though.
0: Amanda, you should definitely go see that movie because Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in it.
1: Yeah, he's actually pretty badass as as, as Cobra, Cobra Commander. Yeah, oh, I oh, I
0: know. Oh, I know. Speaking of Joseph Gordon-Levitt, we got um, his movie that he produced with a Hit Record. Don
2: John. Don, Don John.
0: John. Did anyone... Did you? Obviously, Amanda, we saw that.
1: Yeah, I didn't get to see it.
2: Oh, was, I, missed, I missed
1: everything.
0: So good. Don John was absolutely amazing. Him as a director, him as a writer. Yeah. Him as an actor, his game has just blown up. And it's, I feel like he he's no longer that guy, that little boy from Third Rock with the Sun. Now he's like a legit A list actor. And now he's doing his own production company and doing all this amazing work. And so that's one of the breakout directors of the year, in my opinion, is Josephine Cornell Levitt. For sure. Good
2: yeah I loved that movie and uh, I just saw a commercial I guess it's coming out on DVD now and the commercial is super misleading it makes it seem like a bro movie that's just him hitting on Scarlett Johansson oh no very misleading for people because I feel like a bunch of bros are gonna go get that movie and be very disappointed (laughs) in the end. (laughs) As obviously, John, you know how it ends. It's like,
0: uh Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It's like ends up being a movie about self discovery, not about uh
0: So maybe all the bros need to watch this movie. <laughs> maybe it'd be good for them
2: to watch it, but I remember seeing the commercials like that's not the movie I saw.
0: Definitely but... definitely the bros need to, you know, be all like, about I that. remember
2: one of the the word fresh flashed up on the screen for a second, like fresh. And I was like, "What?"
0: <laughs> Maybe they were talking about refreshing when your your porn stalls, so you have to like refresh the browser. Well, I don't know. He, I don't know. <laughs> the,
2: the word "fresh" popped up, and then he like winks at the camera. I'm like, "Oh my god!"
0: <laughs> nice. I'm
2: not mad at it, but it was just like it almost seemed not real. Like, it, it almost not see, seem like it... a real commercial. Like, it was a joke commercial somehow.
0: No, like, Ma- I don't know. Uh... Maybe they're trying to go for, like, what channel did you watch this in? I have no idea. Yeah, it could also have been, like, the channel that I was on, so...
2: I mean, yeah, I have no idea. Who so... knows? No, but... yeah, I think they were just trying a more mainstream way to market it, since it was an indie film, but...
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna give out a shout-out to uh, someone who's listening. It's Jay Twista on Google Plus. He's leaving us lovely comments, and a movie, a movie that he's really excited. He or she? I'm sorry, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, What are you? Who? What are you? But a movie that he's really, they're really excited about is Godzilla. Yeah. The remake. Actually, I am super excited for that. Godzilla. Anybody?
2: Godzilla.
0: I am so excited that they're. Did you? Did anyone want to see the trailer?
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: When everyone, you know, saw The Hobbit, you saw the trailer for Godzilla. Uh,
1: the fact that Brian Cranston is the lead in that movie just makes me absolutely happy because I'm sorry, Matthew Broderick, no thanks. Oh
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> agreed.
0: Oh, most definitely agreed with that one, and I'm just really excited agreed. that they're. They're just coming out with a fresh perspective, and this looks kind of like Cloverfield-esque.
1: Well, did you see... Um, well, have you not. seen Monsters? No. Okay, Monsters was directed by um, Gareth Edwards, who's directing this. Monsters is this little independent film that's absolutely fantastic. Like it, it it's all, It should be on Netflix. I think it still is. Go watch it, because the whole premise of the movie is that um, aliens basically inv- invade Earth, and it's all taken from like what looks like a handheld camp. So it's sort of like Cloverfield in that aspect, but sort of aliens have taken over Earth, and they're they look like big Cloverfield-esque aliens where they're just they're not really harming people, but they're just inhabiting the Earth. And it's short movie, like an hour and a half, um, and it's these two American tourists who are trying to make their way. Um, out of Mexico, like, into the U.S., I think, uh, if I remember correctly. But it was it done all independently, which is why, like, he did the shaky cam stuff with it. And having seen it and then hearing that he was doing Godzilla, all I can think is they couldn't have picked a better director. Like, go watch Monsters. It's a fantastic movie, and I'm that's the other reason I'm super excited for Godzilla now.
0: Yeah, this movie is just going to bring back that franchise and make something awesome out of it, and just the visual effects look absolutely out of control, because the last one was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. very bad. So, bad. so I'm just really excited that they're coming out and refreshing everything and making a new bit. Twister, thank you so much for listening. Keep commenting, and he actually talks about some video games that he's really excited about, too, so we'll get that down the line for the games are already out, and games that he's looking forward to. But uh another few movies that I really that I enjoyed that I didn't think I was going to enjoy was The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. I heard it was good.
2: Oh, I didn't see that
0: one. Oh, it was it was so good. It was just I want a, to. the visuals, it was basically looking through like a a scrapbook of amazing photography. It's all these lands and these plains and these different countries that they went to and, and it was just a fabulous movie and Ben Stiller playing like the awkward quirky guy it's it's always great and i normally don't like Kristen Wiig but i really enjoyed her in this movie cuz she wasn't too ho- she, she wasn't trying too hard to get laughs she wasn't playing a typical Kristen Wiig role exactly and she and i really enjoyed her in this movie cuz i i feel like her comedy could get kind of a little too much for me, especially in Bridesmaid. Like I would have loved that movie so much more if she kind of just dialed back her form of comedy. But in this movie, she plays a more serious role, and it was it worked so perfectly with Ben Stiller's type of comedic timing. It was and Sean Penn as you know the super awesome photographer had me cracking up. So it, it was a good movie all altogether. If you guys get a chance to see it, nice. And you and you really love visuals, this movie is great. Cool. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I don't know, Amanda. Did you want to throw any other movies that you saw this year? There was Oblivion. I don't know.
2: Oh, that was awful.
0: Yeah, I heard <laughs> up and down about Oblivion. That was
2: so bad. It, it was very visually very pretty to look at, but oh, I remember the end of the movie. I was watching it with my boyfriend, and we just did one of those things where we both just went, "What?" At the very <laughs> end, just because it was like it was so over the top and so weird and dumb. It could have been really cool. But, anyway, I just watched Anchorman 2. Oh, how was it? And uh, not as good as the first Anchorman, which we I think we all expected, but I didn't hate it. I kind of liked it. I, I, I went into it knowing that it wasn't going to be this amazing epic comedy, and I was totally fine. I liked it.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't have much high hopes for it. Like, I... The first one is probably one of my all-time favorite comedy movies, and just something about them making a sequel just felt unneeded, and... I've sort of grown out of Will Ferrell. Like, I enjoyed a lot of his early movies...
0: But then he just... Remember last time we did this, they kicked off, they kicked us out of Google. Yeah, we
1: were talking about that, yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry.
0: <laughs> we can't downplay him. we got to say nothing but positive I mean, comments. he's
2: amazing.
0: He's absolutely amazing. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I
1: I still reserve judgment till I see it. I don't think I'll pay to see it in theaters. I'll wait until it hits home in some form or another and watch it then. I know Steph is going to go see it with
0: her sister at some point. She'll, she'll just report back for me a few uh, quick notables uh, Blue Jasmine uh, was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it was a pretty good movie. Kate Blanchett was That was,
2: was depressing.
0: Was yes. Not depressing.
2: Yep. <laughs> okay, but we to see. It.
0: Not as depressing as as a uh, push, but it was still pretty depressing. We have Fruitvale Station which uh, unbelievable. Michael B Jordan him as an actor, he's probably and, and the director is just absolutely incredible. There are these two young guy young guys. They're like my they're like twenty six, twenty seven ish. And they're absolutely amazing. And them collaborating is just just watch Fruitville Station. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, the director of Fruitville Station is also gonna make the uh, the Apollo Creed movie with hopefully Michael B. Jordan. So I'm I'm kind of curious of what they're gonna take on that whole hmm. It's not about Apollo Creed, but the movie's called Creed. It's about Apollo Creed's grandson wants to become a boxer. Okay. So I'm, I'm pretty interested. And then supposedly Sylvester Stallone's going to re, uh, replay Rocky Balboa and be a trainer or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But we have Captain Phillips. I didn't see that one.
1: Didn't see it, but I heard it was really good.
0: The Kings of Summer was absolutely awesome. I would definitely... It's like this whole coming-of-age, kind of stand-by-me-esque okay. indie movie about these teenage boys. I don't think uh, I've heard about that fun, one before. Another funny popcorn movie, Fast and the Furious 6. Oh. Uh, rest oh, in gosh. peace, Paul Walker. Paul Walker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. And that's, a, that's about it. I I don't think there are really other too many movies that I personally enjoyed or seen... But there are a lot of movies I still want to watch. Oh, The Hunger Games, of course. Hunger Games is solid.
1: That was like one of the only other
0: three movies I saw in theaters this year. The Hunger
1: Games with The Hobbit? We all saw that, right? No, we didn't get to see it yet. Oh, you didn't get a chance to see it? We were going to go Monday, and then we just had a bunch of other stuff that we had to take care of pre-New Year's, so we ended up not being able
0: to go. It is a really long movie, but I'm telling you, it's great. I thought it was better than the first one. Amanda, you could correct me if I'm wrong. That's good.
2: No, I haven't seen it.
0: Oh, you haven't seen it either?
2: I haven't even had time to do laundry. I don't have time to, yeah. <laughs> to go to the movies.
0: <laughs> I just have time to do everything. I really everything.
2: want to. I, if I can't watch it on HBO Go, like, as I'm trying to fall asleep, I'm not going to be watching <laughs> anything right now. Yeah, we, have a, great,
0: we have a great one, uh, a great movie called Her with Joaquin Phoenix falling in love with the uh, operating system on his phone.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> heard that was good. Uh, yeah, so I'm really excited to see that. There's just so many so many good movies that I still haven't seen that I really want to see. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I think the one that most people and the most Oscar buzz is getting right now is 12 Years a Slave, which I I didn't see yet. But my friend David Crownson keeps telling me it's absolutely amazing and I need to watch it. Okay. But it sounds depressing. But Magneto was apparently is really good in it.
2: <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs>
0: what are some movies in, in 2014 that you guys are really looking forward to? Whew. There is...
1: Like we were saying earlier, there is a lot coming out. I, I'm going to pull up a list real quick because I can't some, even.
0: Some of them. Uh, some of them for me. It's definitely going to be Avengers two, yeah. Captain Captain America, Captain America two, um Robo-Cup. Anybody? Uh, <laughs> I,
2: I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> Interesting.
1: I'm not. I I, I haven't holding judgment on it. If I don't think I can think buy that for a dollar.
0: Right.
1: Um. The Lego Movie looks awesome. <laughs> I don't know if anybody saw a trailer for that. I did not yeah, see the trailer it looks for it.
2: interesting.
1: It's it's literally like Legos. Like they, like it looks like the Lego video games, but it's all voiced by like a huge cast of people: uh, Chris Pratt, Will Arnett, Morgan Freeman, Elizabeth Banks. But it looks like the video games. Like it looks like the Lego video games. It looks really awesome. I love Legos, so that should be really cool. <laughs> Um, we Amazing what?
2: Future we, past.
0: Oh, yeah. of course. Veronica Mars movies apparently coming out in, in March. March, yeah, really excited for some Veronica Mars action. Who doesn't love Kristen Bell? Seriously, especially in her Veronica Mars yeah role. I I love that movie. Amazing Spider-Man Two, of course. Mm-hmm. That's another it's, good one. It's gonna be a big year for
1: like comic book movies again because, like you said, you've got Captain America Two, you've got Amazing Spider-Man Two, you've got. Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy, which I'm like super psyched for because I just started reading that and it's really good and I love the cast. Um, I think my most anticipated movie is How to Train Your Dragon Two.
0: That's a good one. Yeah, Yeah.
1: because that first movie is such an amazing movie and the second one looks awesome.
0: Oh man, we there's so many movies coming out. We have. So some of the good ones. Finally, we're getting a sequel to Sin City. A dame yep. to kill for. Yep. Finally, thank you, Robert Rodriguez, for spending only you know how long since the first one. God, a while now. Eight years, I think. Expendables three. Oh yeah, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> I'm talking about dumb action movies. Can't I'm such a huge fan of the Expendables <laughs> franchise that I'm all. I don't care how I, they just need to add more people. They need to add Donald Glover, and then just make it like le- Lethal Weapon-esque, and it just be just absolutely, absolutely <laughs> amazing. Eddie Murphy, and then we'll make it Beverly Hills Cop. Like it'll be amazing. <laughs> You've got in December. There's a couple.
1: Hunger Games: Mockingjay Part One comes out in De- in November. And um, we also
0: have the third Hobbit, yeah. Third
1: Hobbit. Um, apparently Night at the Museum 3. I didn't even know they were making that.
0: Is Ben Stiller still in no. it?
1: Uh, apparently. Weird. Uh-huh. I didn't know that. It looks like Sean Levy's directing, Robert Ben Garrett and Thomas Lennon are writing it again. Ben Stiller, Robert Williams, Dan Stevens, Owen Wilson, Ricky Gervais. So the whole cast looks like they're back.
0: Interesting. Hmm. I'm surprised they haven't been like already advertising for it.
1: Does anybody visit a website called Dark Horizons? Has anybody heard of it? No. Okay, I've been reading Dark Horizons forever. They're a movie news site, um, and I don't remember the, how long ago I started reading this. But he actually does. I think it's like one or two guys. Uh, yeah, created and edited by uh, Garth Franklin, so it's just one dude, um, and he does this. He just—it's—it's it's just movie news, and usually he'll have you know pictures and stuff. But he every year he does a huge. Um, 2014, well, this year, he does the, the upcoming year, he does a preview of all the movies coming out where he'll basically list in alphabetical order every movie that's coming out with a short, descript- short description of it. Uh, I don't know if he's done it yet for this year, but he usually does it every year, and it's great because you get such a good look at every movie that's coming out, and it's like the my go-to s- spot for seeing like what movies are coming out in that next year kind of gets me hooked, because then I can see who's in it and what it's going to be about and everything, so I, I'm not. I'm looking at the site now. What is and that
0: website again? Darkhorizons.com. Darkhorizons, all right. Well, there's a few ones that I didn't know about that I really don't know how I feel about. Transformers movie with Mark Wahlberg.
2: Yeah,
1: okay, getting rid of Shia LaBeouf, sticking in Mark Wahlberg, who I actually really dig. Um, it's still Michael Bay, which means it's still probably going to be ass, but apparently they might be trying to bring in the... yeah. Uh, this might have to do with the, uh, what's it called? Uh, Dinobots.
2: Oh. Which,
1: because Age of Extinction makes it seem like that, and apparently they might be, like, trying to bring them in, so that might be kind of neat. But Dinobots? I mean, like, That'd
0: be Optimus Primal? Is that <laughs> what you're talking about? Are we talking about, like, Beast Wars? No, no,
1: no. Oh. <laughs> with, with, what's his name? uh, Grimlock and, like, the, all those ones.
0: Oh, man, you totally, I totally thought you were talking about Beast Wars. I'm like, I'm all about it. Let's do no. it. <laughs> yeah,
1: Grimlock, a Dinobot who transforms into the T-Rex. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of those might be in it. Yeah, Dinobots have been confirmed to appear in the f- in the film. So that's why I'm kind of like, okay, that could be cool, but it's still Michael Bay yeah. directing it, and I don't really know. any like, His movies haven't been good. But Mark Wahlberg is a plus. Stanley Tucci's in it. Kelsey Grammer, like... Hmm. Decent decent people. Yeah, there's it gonna be, be some
0: pretty good ones. It does seem like a really good overall. And that's nice. just the
1: announced movies. There's probably a ton of movies that haven't even been announced yet that'll probably pop up at some point. So
0: Man, there's just so many. We have the new three hundred movie that's coming out. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm not I'm not sold on that.
0: <laughs> like you said, how to train a dragon two. Yeah. The great uh, Budapest Hotel. Now which this, is West really, yes, yeah. Wes yeah. Anderson movie. I'm always excited for because I love all his movies, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I will travel anywhere I need to travel to hmm. see his movies. Which is normally New York.
2: When, when is that coming out? Do you
0: know? No specific date, but it says 2014. Oh,
1: okay. March 7th, according to Wikipedia, but I don't know how actually accurate that is.
2: Oh hmm. uh,
0: no, IMDb also says March 7th as well. Okay, yeah. Oh, cool. There's a um, trailer and everything, so anyone could go watch that movie if you're a big fan of Wes Anderson. Yeah. Like, are we a real huge fan? Are we pro Wes Anderson? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, there's just there's a lot. The list just keeps going and going for all these upcoming movies in two thousand fourteen, which I'm really excited about. Just go watch more movies. Don't try to download them illegally, please. Yeah.
1: Wait. I, honestly. A, there's so many ways that you can watch it at home now. Like, yeah. just wait. Like, all you have to do is wait, like, three months and you can watch anything on Netflix. You can get it on Amazon Prime. You can rent it on Amazon for, you know, a couple bucks. Like, it's just... There's so many easy ways to watch movies that were in theaters, like, relatively close to, you know, their releases.
0: Oh, yeah. And this is a funny one, which I didn't... know. Oh, for, first of all, before I say anything... uh. For anyone who's never played this video game, I'm not talking about the newest one, I'm talking about the older one, Duke Nukem. God. They're making a live action movie. (laughs) I really hope they don't. They'll never get that right. (laughs) But that it's a nice little segue into terrible games in 2013. (laughs) Yeah. Duke Nukem. (laughs) Yeah, well, that, that game came out. The new Duke Nukem came
1: out a couple years ago, and it was bad
0: really bad. Oh, uh, it was just brutal. Uh, but video games 2013, there were a few good, and this is not my area of expertise, so I'm not really too sure what really came out in 2013. Besides the two major consoles that came out, like yeah. Xbox One and, and PlayStation 4 and and all the release dates on those. But did you have like, the indie game? Yeah, uh, this
1: game year... Model? Was like this year was actually uh, for as kind of mediocre as 2013 was in terms of video game stuff. 2013 was a really fantastic year. Um, A bunch of really good games came out, a bunch of really good games reported to PC, so that was also like really cool. Um, A game called Splunky, which I bought at the Steam sale, which is just a really fun game. It came out on Xbox Live a while ago, but it just came to PC recently, and I've been playing that like almost daily. Uh, they actually have something that's like a daily challenge, where you go on and you get one chance to do it once a day, and it's a... Ro- it's There's a genre of games called roguelike that was based on an old game called Rogue, um, that used, like, ASCII art, it's a real old game, and the newer wave of games aren't necessarily roguelikes, they're called roguelite, um, because they don't kind of... They're not exactly the same, but they hold a lot of the same properties, um, but Spunky basically is... You're a dude, you're exploring these caves and mines, and you're basically trying to go through the levels, but it's you have four hit points, you can get more, but when you lose those four hit points, you're dead, you start out from the beginning. So any items you collect, any money you collect, all goes away. And that's sort of um, a staple of roguelike games, is that every time you play, A, the world is procedurally generated, meaning that it will never be the same every time you start the game. It will always be something different. Uh, The layout of the level, the enemies, where things are placed, constantly different. But when you die, you lose everything. You have to start over from scratch. And over the past couple of years, this has kind of been like a growing trend in games again, to kind of make these hard games where you only have one go at it, and that's it. Um, Last year, one of my top games of the year, FTL, was very much like that. Uh, Faster Than Light was a game where you just would have to fly through space and build up your spaceship, and things can just go insane. Like, in the same way Castle Panic, where one little thing can trigger 10 different things that can make you die 20 different ways, um, FTL and Splunky are the same way. So I've been playing a ton of Splunky. Um, that game was really fun. That's an older... Like I said, that, that came out a while ago. As for games that actually came out in 2013, um, off the top of my head, the first three that I would say, like my top three games of the year, were Saints Row 4, Gone Home and Last of Us. Like, those three games were just amazingly solid games. Um, Saints Row 4, I have a special place in my heart for it. Um, It really isn't anything more than Saints Row 3 was. Just a couple more things added on because it was supposed to originally be an expansion to Saints Row 3, but then they made it into its own game. But it was just really dumb fun and that's what I ended up loving about it. And it just being in that world and the characters and just the jokes in that game made it, like, such a standout for me, um, especially since Saints Row 3 came out, like, two weeks before Skyrim came out in 2012, and Skyrim kind of overshadowed Saints Row 3, even though I loved Saints Row 3. So I felt like this year, sort of Saints Row 4 got its due because it was just a ridiculously fun game.
0: How was your experience? I know, I know this is a little different, but Five. Grand Theft Auto 5, GTA 5, online. How was your experience with that?
1: Uh, It was good for the first couple weeks, but there were still so many problems with it that I just sort of fell off with it. Like, it wasn't bad, but there's another game called Just Cause 2, and Just Cause 2 came out a while ago, but then what somebody did is there a modding community out there made a multiplayer for Just Cause 2. Now, Just Cause 2 is a big open-world game. The single-player game is, is big open-world, and you can just there's a bunch of cars, there's a bunch of vehicles that you can take, and and it's just open world insanity, and when they modded in this multiplayer to it, it made it that much more crazy, And, and we played the multiplayer mod for every time they had an open beta weekend, we would play hours upon hours of it, and when they announced Grand Theft Auto Online, we thought that's very much what it was going to be like. It was going to be like, okay, this is going to be like Just Cause 2, but in a smaller world with more people, and it was, and it wasn't that. So I don't think it was bad, but I lost interest in it real quick when it was just sort of doing the same thing over and over again. And, and I was just sort of like, yeah, this is fun, but there's other games that I want to play. I don't see myself sticking with it. Maybe when they put in actual heists where like you and you know your friends can go and like plan out an actual heist in the game, I'll jump back into it. But for right now, I kind of shelved it after like a month of playing it. As for like the single player portion of it, uh, Grand Theft Auto Five was. Really well done. Like, probably one of the first Grand Theft Auto games I actually played, start to finish through the story. So, but yeah, there was a bunch of other good games. There were some okay games. Nothing, you know. I I, I tend to not buy games that I think are gonna be bad or or getting sort of bad press. I don't really read reviews for a lot of this. I'm trying to look over my list of other stuff I played. Uh, Bioshock Infinite was really good. Um, I think the story was a lot better than the actual gameplay. Like, when I first played that game, I was super into it. And then kind of as time went on, uh, I kind of cooled off on it because the gameplay versus the story kind of was, like, on and off. But I still think it's a good game. Um,
0: Have you you played uh, Battlefield 4?
1: No. I played all the old Battlefield games, but I haven't played a Battlefield in a long time at this point.
0: That was the one. That was another one Jay Twista commented about and said he's, he really liked that from 2013 Battlefield 4 for PlayStation 4, I believe. Yeah. It,
1: the Battlefield games have always been fun. Um, apparently 4 had its share of problems, but those are well-made games. Like I said, I haven't played a Battlefield game in a long time. I signed off on Call of Duty a long time ago. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't find those games fun anymore. Like I'm not really a big multiplayer person, Uh, Like you were saying earlier, like, I save my multiplayer interaction stuff for, like, board games. Like, that's where I really find the fun when it's face-to-face with people and I can interact and and we can have a good time with each other. I tend to like to keep my video games solo. Um, I'm just not into multiplayer games anymore, so I kind of stay away from all the battlefields and the Call of Duties that are, you know, they have a single-player campaign, but they're mostly multiplayer-focused.
0: Is there, is there anything that you're really looking forward to in 2014 video game-wise? I know there's the Walking Dead Chapter 2 kind of thing.
1: Yeah, Season 2, the first episode came out, which I still have yet to play. I bought the season, but I haven't played se- the first episode yet, which I'm really excited to see where that goes. I'm actually more excited for The Wolf Among Us um, the rest of that season, which is also Telltale's um, mm-hmm. stuff. That should be really cool. Uh, other than that, um, Titanfall is coming out, which I can't wait for. Again, like, I just... I kind of got tired of multiplayer games, and Titanfall is basically all multiplayer, but it's from the original developers of Call of Duty, and, I mean, I played Modern Warfare 2 so much when it came out. Like, that game was really well done, and uh, Titanfall looks something different. Like, you get to use mechs, and it's not going to be your typical, like, first-person military shooter, so it looks to be very different, so that's got me excited. Um that's probably maybe one of the only things I'll actually play online this year. Um, Watch Dogs was one that was supposed to be 2013 and totally got bumped, and I got real bummed about that because I'm super looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, Watch uh Infamous, the new Infamous. Right. Uh, Is that uh, I forgot Second Son? Yeah, Second Son. That looks like Sun. it's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. There's there's a lot of good AAA games, but there's also a lot of great indie games that are coming yeah, out as well. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, it, this year was, was another good year for indie. In 2014, looks like it's going to be another really good year for indie games.
0: Yeah, I don't think they're going to stop, especially with the PS4 platform and how open yep. they are with independent gamers. I th- with Absolutely. With Steam and, and OS devices, just even for board games as well, the OS device is really taking off with you know, Ticket to Ride and mm-hmm. all these other board games like that. But I'm curious to hear, Amanda, you got an Xbox 360 in your room now. Are you gonna be? Do you find yourself playing more video games than before, or do you still kind of, not play as much? I
2: was, I was, and then the holidays happened, and I, <laughs> really Why was then? not able to. But I started playing Tomb Raider, which I'm did, enjoying so far. The new one? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that I I was really surprised with that. Like I really enjoyed that game. That's probably in my top five for this year. Like they did a really solid job with it. Like as opposed to BioShock, where I thought, thought that the story and the combat didn't really meld together. Like, everything about Tomb Raider sort of fits as a nice little puzzle. Like, the combat, the story, the the controls, like, everything just sort of fits really well together. Like, I ended up really enjoying that.
0: I haven't been playing video games, honestly. I, I wish I could say more about this, but I just, I really don't know what's coming out. And... Come on. Come on over. Like, I really still want to play The Last of Us, Beyond yeah, you Two have Souls. To. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the new Uncharted that's coming out because I love the Uncharted series. Uh, I haven't played Batman Origins yet. Like, there's just so many things that I, I would want to play. Is, But, uh, you know, my focus right now is really on electronic equipment, like for my camera, board games, and and obviously... Doing everything with with Genobi Productions and video stuff, so that's that's basically what I've been into. But so the video game industry is not slowing down, correct? With the new Absolutely. gen next gen console, awesome. Yeah, Steam what about, boxes soon. Yeah, Steam boxes, and now they have like these. Um, it's on Kickstarter. I saw. I forgot what it was called, but it was a portable emulator, like a legit emulator for. Every single game. Yeah, I heard about that. Which which looks pretty cool, uh, because it, it has like better buttons than a cell phone emulator would have. Yeah. or Whatnot, like it's actually made for for video games. So there's there's a lot of crazy stuff happening, and but not even just in the video game world, but in the literature world. Man, do you have have you been up on like certain books and stuff like that?
2: Um, um for this year, probably my favorite. Was um the last of the um the Aragon books. There was Aragon, Brisinger, eldest, and then the last one, inheritance. Oh, okay. I just read, which I mean, it was the last one in in the series, so that's always a little sad. But it was it was a good book. I enjoyed it, nice. and it was like you know a couple thousand pages, so it took me a while. To, <laughs> it took me a good chunk <laughs> of time to get through it, but it was good.
0: It was worth it. Was worth of fighting off.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's massive.
0: <laughs> Have you been keeping up with the Percy Jackson series?
2: I'm... I was reading... Which one was that that I was just reading? Last Hero? Wait, no, yeah, I, read, I read, finished that one. It's right by my bed. Which one was
0: Son, Son, Son of, of uh, Neptune. Seven, yeah, ah, Son of
2: Neptune. I'm losing interest in those.
0: <laughs> no! Getting,
2: it's almost like, oh, they're in trouble. Oh, they're going to make it out. Oh, they made it out. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's just becoming a little... They're becoming a little boring for me, but I still like the characters, so I may go back to it.
0: Yeah, the characters are always good, and especially the the third one of the series was awesome. I really enjoyed it. I'm still reading the Percy Jackson books, and you got me <laughs> one as a gift, so I'm, you know... I, start, I haven't started reading that one yet, but I definitely would. can't wait to sit down and read yeah, it.
2: Yeah, wasn't that for your birthday?
0: That was. That was all in August. See, I see Amanda, yeah, Amanda gave me books.
2: August. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you haven't read that yet? That was a while ago.
0: <laughs> I'm still trying to get through the LeVar Burton book that I <laughs> oh,
2: that man. I that I
0: bought when I was in the Star Trek convention. Oh
2: man. Um, That's funny.
0: Is there any ones that are coming up? Any books that you're really excited for?
2: I mean whenever the next Game of Thrones book comes out, that'll be good. But nice. I don't know when that is. He's still George R. R. Martin, he's still writing. Hopefully he doesn't die before then. Yeah, <laughs> oh, That'd
0: be terrible. <laughs> I but, think oh. he,
2: I was talking about that with someone, I think he told the writers for the show how it ends, just in case.
1: Right, yeah, because a lot of people were saying that like the show is almost eclipsing the books at this point, or they, okay. they are on track to almost eclipse the books in terms of but I heard, aren't they splitting the next one? Like, this, the upcoming season is going to be like the first half of the next book or something like that. Like, they're tr- going to try and like drag it out a little bit more or something. I think so. I yeah. Think
2: so. Yeah, we'll see. But I'll be excited for that to come back on TV, too. Mm hmm. Oh,
0: yeah. There's so many things in television that is insane. To like, quick recap Doctor Who. Um, we have a new doctor. Can't wait for that in 2014. Yep. Uh, we had a whole podcast dedicated to that. Sherlock came back. Ah, oh, it was absolutely amazing.
2: <laughs> Sherlock is <laughs> yeah. I... Sherlock
0: is just so good.
2: Um, well, I'm glad you finally watched it when I kind of forced you to.
0: <laughs> oh man, it was it, yeah. crazy. I gotta catch John... up on season two now. It was I okay. I burned through them like that's how much time I have and how much, well, how much I, I love this I figured you would.
2: I figured you would. I just had to like sit you down and be like, you're watching this right now.
0: <laughs> so the funny thing is um, it doesn't come out in the States, I think, until the 14th of January. I the 19th. Yeah, to say. The 19th, yeah. 19th yeah. yeah. Yeah, the 19th. Like. So I, I, but it was premiered in BBC One yesterday. Yeah. So I did certain things to be able to watch it. <laughs> I had to. I was like, you know, I know there's a break and people were waiting two years between season two and season three. I couldn't wait four days. That's
2: <laughs> you know, I was just
0: so excited. I'm like, I gotta see this. So that's a good one. We have and then for TV wise, I really don't know what's new. Like, people are gonna shoot me, but I can't wait until New Girl comes back.
1: <laughs> no, I'm looking forward to New Girl. I'm looking forward to wrapping up How I Met Your Mother.
0: Ah, oh, it's going to be like, sad.
1: I want to see how that finally all comes together.
0: So many feels on How I Met Your Mother.
1: <laughs> um, I started watching Almost Human, and I really like it. So I'm looking forward that to that. That looked like a good time. one. Yeah, yeah, Almost Human's actually a really good show. Uh, and then tonight, actually, uh, Community starts back up. Finally. Yeah, buddy. With Harmon back at the wheel and a whole hour tonight, and the, I was saying the name of the episode tonight is called Repilot because basically Harmon came back on and is essentially rebooting the show now that Chevy Chase is gone and that Donald Glover is leaving in like two episodes. Um, they're basically going... They're basically starting from scratch again, which, you know, uh, John Oliver is back on the show, which is going to be, be good.
0: Re- it could be very refreshing if yeah, done properly.
1: Um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, Community was one of my favorite shows. And then, like last season was kind of subpar. I don't even remember anything about it. Um, But also, that's because Harmon wasn't on the show. So I'm really looking forward to tonight seeing that show again back on the air. It's been a long time. Agents of
0: Agents of Shield. I'm I'm hoping they pick it up. I've
1: fallen off on it. Yeah, I haven't. It was losing.
0: It was losing its steam. It really was. But I'm just. I'm hoping that they they break it back up and and do all that, Let's do some more awesomeness to it that was, like, the first episode, but I don't know. Yeah. It might be one of those, like, hero kind of things where it's, Yeah. after the first season, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, I don't think that many new shows
1: are actually starting. It's more stuff coming back at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't You know. Like I said, I really don't watch a lot of television shows either, but that's just mainly... Amanda, are you excited for any television shows? You said Game of Thrones, obviously. Game
2: of Thrones, Walking Dead. Mm. Um, yeah, Sherlock, obviously. There probably are, I just can't think of them off the top of my head.
0: Yeah, yeah the, the one that I'm really, really excited about and I really can't wait for is obviously Doctor Who. So I'm yeah. like, really excited. I,
1: <laughs> I have to wait so long. I just want to see Capaldi already.
0: <laughs> Me too. Um, but oh. that's about it. I'm pretty sure there's a whole lot of other, other things that we want to watch.
2: Have you guys... Did you watch um Summer Heights High at all, either of you? No. On HBO? No. All right.
0: Is that the Australian or New Zealand show? No.
2: Yeah. Australian. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah, I've, se- I've seen the first season.
0: I don't know. I saw the first season. That There's only terrible. one season. <laughs> okay.
2: But he just came back with uh, the snobby girl character from that show, Jamai Private School.
0: Oh, I'm nice. i that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: That's-
2: yeah, so that's that started up. That's that's been pretty funny so far.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he that guy's absolutely hysterical.
2: Yeah, Chris Lilly, I think his name is.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know.
2: Yeah, he Yeah, those always crack me up. Summer High tie and Angry Boys and now Jamaica Private School. It's pretty good. Cool.
0: Um, on, on the anime side, I'm really excited for uh, The Last Airbender, Legend of Korra. Oh, yeah. I'm really pumped about the new season. of It's changed, and I'm really excited for the new book and, and see what they're going to do because there were a lot of things that happened in the, la- the season ending, and I really, really love that show. The show's really awesome. and But that's, I don't know, 2014 is very. It's going to be very awesome mm-hmm. and it's very packed, and a lot of crazy things are going to happen, and we're just going to go along with the ride and, and talk about it <laughs> as yeah. we do. But thank you everybody. Any final thoughts anybody on no, stuff? That's no. it. Have yeah. fun,
1: go play, watch, read everything we talked about. Check we'll it
0: let out. it if for everybody who wants to go, whoever's going to listen to this, uh, Board Game Nights first and th- uh, first and third Thursday of the month at Barnes & Noble's in Somerville, New Jersey.
1: Store 2140 if you're searching on their website. Yeah. Bridgewater.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's in Bridgewater? Yeah. Oh, wow. I thought it was Somerville. Whoops. Uh it might be I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, so it's, 2140. 2140. <laughs> yeah, that's all you really need to look for. <laughs> so if you want to hang out with us and, and play board games and do all that fancy stuff, play more video games, indie and AAA, support everybody, watch movies. Uh, obviously, you could find us at Get Off Melani Geeks Podcast on Facebook, on Twitter. You could subscribe to the iTunes, on iTunes, get all the older episodes, newer episodes, or you can listen to them directly on Jonah Bee Productions slash get off my geek podcast. Follow us on Twitter. We tweet stuff. We tweet tweets. And then you could find me personally at Jinobi87 on Twitter if you want to see me party hard to DJ Hardwell. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't listen to the music. Uh,
2: <laughs>
0: you can follow Amanda on Instagram 19 Amanda uh, Star Princess 1988. Yep. She does m- miraculous random photos. <laughs> And Brandon at NerdsBeware on Twitter, ret- the retweet of tweets.
1: Yes, exactly, like I said.
0: but Thank you very much. I know this was a little average, longer than average, but it, it's trying to compact a whole year in an hour is pretty tough. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for listening, everybody, and have a great night, and geek on. Take it easy, guys.
2: Good night.